The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm back in the saddle again. Hey, it's good to be back uh, live at Studio 21. I It's Wednesday, uh, the 10th, August 23rd. The summer's gone by. It's unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to get right into what, the, uh, what I'm bringing to the table, what's in it for you. We're going to make money in uranium again. And I know that sounds strong, but we did it before. We more than doubled our money. The uranium bull market has resumed. I'm going to go through the rationale before, the rationale now, and the rationale in the future as to why you should own uranium. We already do, meaning my sons and I, and I want you to join us. And, and I'm going to make it really clear by the end of, uh, of this podcast. We're going to open the mailbag. We're going to go through D.R. Horton, Consolidated Water, and... Ugh, AMC. Uh, I'd rather stick needles in my eyes, but you asked, so I'm going to tell you. Uh, we're going to go through the stock market authority portfolio, my search for the 10 best ETFs to make money this year, like we have every year thus far. But right now, today's top story. Uh, I bought uranium, the Sprott Uranium Miners, URNM. That joins uranium, URNJ, also from Sprott. Uh, it was formerly North Shore, and uh, uranium is, is going north. And this is not new territory for me. Uh, uh, observant subscribers will realize that three years ago, uh, a little bit more than that, we talked about this, and I gave you my 10 reasons for buying uranium. Please go to the link in the show notes. I've got a three-minute clip as to you know exactly what I was thinking of then, and it is played out. We doubled our money in uranium then. We sold it very adroitly in the first part of 2022 when spot prices stalled out, and we're resuming anew. So I've done a lot of work here. These are more than 10 reasons, but these are my 10 reasons that I had back then. And uh, I want you to go through those and fire questions at me. The next uh, link in the show notes I want you to go to is my interview with Tim Rotolo two years ago. Uh, and this is why it's good to have context and and uh, and charts so you can revisit themes and and hone anew the bull case for uranium. Tim Rotolo is a former Tufts grad, go you jumbos, and he's the CEO of North Shore Global Uranium Mining, URNM, which he sold to Sprott, S-P-R-O-T-T, who, frankly, I want to sponsor, have sponsor the show as I go and reach uh, student-managed investment fund students, MBA uh, candidates uh, to to talk about uranium to this brand new audience. And the, the title of that was Why Uranium is Rising and Why Now? And now I get a chance to, to update that. So go uh, and listen to that interview. Tim is a, a very thoughtful man and uh, is steeped in the uranium story. And I think we're an inning three or four at this stage of the game. Let's go to the, the URNM chart. One of the best-looking charts out there, in my opinion, and I go through thousands of them. I go through every ETF that is out there because I just want to cast my biases aside and go into 
uh, the 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 most promising places to make money, regardless of where they are, whether they're long or short, where they are geographically. Most money managers are basically hugging an index and they say the S and P is X, and I'm going to go, you know, be market weight or underweight a little bit. Uh, technology is a great example, but why now are we seeing uranium go north? I'm glad you asked. Uh, bottom line is here. The, uh, the, the chart tells me to look here. The volume has picked up. The 50-day has gone through the 200-day moving average. The 200-day is up. We have an intermediate new high. We're very likely to challenge the all-time highs fairly soon. This is just a pretty chart that most people are not going to look at. The, the whole market cap of uranium is roughly $50 billion dollars. Uh, you know, it's a rounding error for many people. But for us as individual investors, it's a great place that is not going to be in the indices, is not going to be talked about on CNBC and uh, and Bloomberg TV, and it's going to make you a lot of money, in my opinion. Uh, I could be wrong, but I really doubt it. I'm going to go into all those reasons. So the chart is very promising. And then we, I have all my past fundamental work that I pointed to, and now we're going to the uranium spot price right now. And this is what has happened. And this is redundant for some of you, Gray, but I'm going to make it real quick. Uh, bottom line is, is uranium spent a lot of time on the $25 for the aughts. And then in 05, 07, it took off. And it was just... Uh, uh, a bull market in uranium, and we peaked out. We went from twenty bucks a share, give it to twenty a pound, to a hundred and forty, a seven bagger. That does not happen too often. It does happen in commodities when uh, uh, you know demand meets limited supply. Uh, opening a, a, a uranium mine is expensive and and uh, time-consuming and capital-intensive, and we just had this bull market that went up to 07. We had the great financial crisis, and prices come back down. And then you see this, this uh, bounce up here to 75, and that's when Fukushima hit. And that's really the, 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 the why now part of this, is that uh, we've had 12 years since 2011. Fukushima was flooded. It's a Japanese nuclear plant. It was flooded by a typhoon. Nobody died from, from uh, radiation. You had a few deaths from the flooding, but it did what you would expect it to do. Every knee-jerk politician said, we're going to ban nuclear energy. This isn't safe. We're going to stop building nuclear reactors. And uh, uh, the 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 demand for uranium uh, declined precipitously. There certainly were no mines opened at that point in time. And we did what you would expect economics to do. The price of uranium went from 75 down to 18 or so at COVID levels. And it's just, we have worked all this off. We, the, you know, even the most ardent virtue signaling tree hugging liberal is saying we need nuclear wind and solar doesn't cut it being rely reliant on on russian gas doesn't cut it if you're germany and uh, sweden is even opening up uh, to to nuclear energy we're seeing new demand happening for this very safe environmentally uh, uh, uh sound 
energy source, and it's just time. So this isn't, you know, what happened yesterday. It's what happened over the last 12 years to work this off. And if you see this here, the spot price now is 57. Now, uranium doesn't trade on, a, on, a, on an exchange. It trades at the long-term contracts. So getting the spot prices is a little bit tricky. But this is going to be real close. So here we are at 57, up from 18. Demand is picking up. Supply sure as hell is not picking up. And if this takes out $60, there isn't much to have it challenge the 75 level that we talked about before. And then we go to 140. So, yes, you heard that right. I think it is very likely over the next two years, give or take, that we take out $60 and we march to 140. So over two times for the spot price. What does that mean? That means that if you're mining this stuff and, and your expenses rise a little bit, the top line grows and the bottom line explodes with net income, with earnings. And it's going to show up on all kinds of screens. You're going to have you know even the most uh, jaded portfolio manager call their analyst in and saying, how did you miss this? You know, we got to have some na- uh, commodities, some natural resources. Why aren't we have some exposure here? And getting exposure is not easy. You know, uh, uh, Cameco is the biggest name. It's $16, $17 billion market cap, depending on the day. Kazadam Prom is the number two name. And, and uh, you know, that's obviously in a, in a fairly hostile, formerly uh, Soviet Union country. So this is going to be a lot of fun. The oper- operating leverage is monstrous. And I think, and I said this before, that if you have the spot price go up 2x, you're going to have the stocks go up probably 4, 5, 6x. And I know that sounds like hyperbole uh, or hyperbolic, but commodities go parabolic, as you can see here. 20 to, to 140 has happened in the past. There's no reason why it can't happen again. And, um, uh, and, and I love the uh, go to the next chart. The skepticism this is greeted with in some circles. I was listening to the um, Compound and Friends podcast with Josh Brown, who I like a great deal. Michael Batnick is the co-host. J.C. Peretz was the guest, who uh, is an acquaintance. Uh, he's a former, t- he's a, a fellow technician and a very good chart reader. And, and he brought up uranium. And Josh said, uh, "Next, uh, uh, no one's going to build a nuclear facility ever again. And you know, you can't have it in the backyard, and it's not going to happen in the U.S. He might be right." But China, as you see here, is developing 21 nuclear reactors. And the Communist Party, there is no your backyard. It's all the Communist Party's backyard. And they're going to put up nuclear reactors wherever the hell they want. And they're doing it. And they're going to have to uh, fuel that with uranium, and they're going to buy it. India's number two. U.S. isn't even on this chart. I think the U.S. is going to be on this chart frankly already is with some small small uh, with some small modular reactors so the 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 bias against oh you know it's not going to happen here this is a global phenomenon and the 
you know, bias towards Canadian stocks and all that. I think it's great because that skepticism is going to finally have to tip over at some point. China alone is enough for a bull market. You don't need the U.S., but the U.S. is coming. And uh, I just see this happening. It's like a turning a battleship, and the battleship has turned. And the chart tells me that. Uh, My headline here, uh, uranium price ticks up after Niger coup. More gains expected. Niger is the uh, uh, number two country that supplies uranium, and uranium, you know, God has a sense of humor. He puts vital resources in hostile places, and uh, uh, that coup puts that supply at risk. Might be the reason for this recent bounce. I really don't care. Uh, it is just time for uranium to go north. And I just love, I did this with oil and gas in the 90s and titanium. And uh, I've seen this movie, and it's a lot of fun when you get it right. Um, and so, uh, especially if you're in a student-managed investment fund, uh, the, the college season is reopening, uh, the university, uh, the uh, uh, MBA programs are there. I want you to send everything you can find on Uranium News, pro or con, and we'll have this debate, but we'll all at least learn and I think make a lot of money. So I hope I'm not being vague. Uranium's going north. It's 20% of the portfolio. My boys and I are there, and I invite you along. And uh, we're going to have fun. Uh, Please go to my website, please, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter where I talk about this and all these things that break in over the course of the week that I want you to be aware of. And that is today's top story. Now it's time to check the mailbag. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. And uh, uh, I love voice memos. I love hearing the nuance, and I love hearing your voices and your comments. Uh, This is uh, Roger from Houston from Professor Van Levy's class, uh, MBA at the University of Houston. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Kevin, this is Roger coming from uh, Professor Van's University of Houston uh, investment analysis class. We just wrapped it up over the summer. Thanks for all the work you've done for us and for the community. Really appreciate it. Had a question for you, though. I saw that DR Horton uh, ticker DHI was recently added and recently meaning Q2 of 2023 to Warren Buffett's uh, stake of investments. Uh, It looks like he has a uh, position in DR Horton roughly right now about $700 million. Uh, Looking at DR Horton, they're up about 40% year to date and over about six months, they're up almost 30%. But I do see from a price to earning forward perspective, they're not super expensive at 9.3 versus kind of their median industry. Um, So just kind of wondering what you're seeing with the charts uh, perspective. Uh, is it interesting? Has it popped too far at year to date up, you know, 40%? Thanks. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, Roger, you made my day. I love that. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Vans and, uh, and thank you very much. And, and, and please share this with the class and, and, and other, you know, st- uh, uh, students that you find out there. Uh, and this is great because when I, I just cause I've been doing this for, for 25 plus years, what my eye was drawn to originally was this reversal, this arrow that you see here at this uh, this near-term peak. And it's also called an outside-in day or a reversal where the stock, uh, uh, especially when it happens on an earnings call, it goes north 
and people are excited about the headline, and then the call goes on and it closes below the prior day's low on big volume. And that suggests to me that either the the uh, revenue and earnings beat wasn't enough, or more likely the future commentary wasn't enough to find incremental buying interest. And this suggests to me that the people that own it are already there and it found sellers that said, that's not enough. I'm going to go to something else. A few other. So to, I want to take my son Jack's advice. This is a hold, but obviously a cautious hold, as you can hear from my, my first comments. Uh, Buffett is a, a great investor, but you know, $700 million, I think he probably has that in his couch. So uh, this is not a, a, you know, an Apple investment for him by any stretch of the imagination. It comes with a lag. He probably bought it 30% ago is my suspicion, knowing him. Uh, PE multiples here, 9.3 times. This is a cyclical business. And it, you have to kind of uh, uh, buy it when there's blood on the streets, meaning when they lose five bucks, I'm making this number up, uh, and then sell it when they make five bucks and the multiple is, is, is nine times. So uh, it is not expensive. Uh, the, the, they have had a wonderful run. We're starting to see mortgage rates pick up and people are freaking out that mortgage rates are seven and forget that not too long ago, Rates of 10 to 15 were commonplace in this country. The last 10 years are the anomaly. Uh, I know all of the headlines of housing shortages, people locked in. I've got a 3% mortgage, so I can't move to go and get a 7 or 8% mortgage. I understand all that. From a technical standpoint, I just say that reversal concerns me. We're at 115 or so. And the 200 days at 103, and it's a hold, but watch that convergence. And if you see it close below that, that moving average, the 200-day moving average, buy a penny, sell a third. When the 50-day comes down through the 200, sell another third. By the time the 200 turns down, go find something else to do. And oh, by the way, start looking at the uranium stocks. Uh, Cameco CCJ is the most liquid. There's some others out there. And if you don't make more money in uranium, then uh, the home builders will fall off my chair. So uh, great eye, great work, insights. I love it. Uh, and I, you know, there's, there is, it is possible that this reverses to the upside, which is why when I sell, I sell a third for the rare times when it's just a head fake and there's great news and everything rocks and rolls to, to new highs. So DR Horton to me is a hold. Uh, and, um, uh, and I go back and look at that history of, of cyclicality, buying when it looks, uh, buying when it looks expensive and selling when it looks cheap. I know that's, that's sounds counter, but, um, uh, I've just found that that works in the past. I hope that's helpful. I want to meet you live at some point. If you're ever up in Boston, let me know. And, uh, and I'd love to talk to the class and at the university of Houston MBA program. So Roger, thanks a lot. Uh, William from Canton wrote in, uh, asked about continental water, God, my eyes are bad, and said, uh, Bakes, I like it fundamentally. What do you think about the chart? Uh, it's a buy. I like the chart. And uh, usually that doesn't happen uh, because normally by the time 
questions come in, they've, they've run for a while, and I like to be there sort of at, at inflection points. But here you have a, a stock that has taken out three years of resistance. You see this line that I drew here at around 19 bucks, And when Luis Yamada, a great technician, talked about the longer the base, the, the longer in space. And think about it as, as you have this, this, this three-year ceiling, and when there's enough buying pressure to blow it out and, and create a new trajectory north, that means there's something new happening, new buying interest, new news, new CEO, whatever the case may be, that's propelling this to new highs. Everybody has a profit above 19 bucks. And so that means you don't have a lot of selling pressure as it marches forward. And the fact that you have this volume confirmation in the lower left here, I find very encouraging. Knowing you, with your value bent, you probably, if you see it come into 19 or so on low volume, if it comes in on high volume, be a little bit more cautious. But if it comes in on low volume around 19, uh, it's a buy. And frankly, if it breaks out to new highs on big volume and you're not full, it's a buy there as well. So uh, I do know about the water shortage story. I don't know this one in particular, but uh, you found yourself a pretty chart. You've got a process that seems to work. So let's talk about it more. We've talked about some of your other uh, 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 photo labs and NVIDIAs and what have you. So I think you're on to something here. CWCO, Consolidated Water, that's a buy to me. Uh, and John from Boston is saying, what do I do with AMC? Uh, I would old yeller it. Uh, that means you take it behind the barn and shoot it. I know that sounds graphic. No dogs were harmed in the, in the making of this podcast. I do that for dramatic effect. Uh, it's a sell. And, and frankly, uh, I didn't put the link in the notes, but I, I had an episode two years ago, and I said, the memes are over, sung to the tune of um, uh, the song is over. The, the memes are over, they're all behind me. And that was when GameStop and, and um, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond and AMC and all of these short squeeze, lousy businesses, uh, you know, unprofitable parabolas broke. And when parabolas break, they retrace 80% plus of the move up. And so my cell discipline kicked in at 16. You see that arrow that I have here. It peaked out at 40. It spent almost all this time in a downtrend that's very well defined below the 200-day moving averages, average, singular, uh, to, to three bucks. Okay, listen to that. 40 is the high. The cell's at 16 and because the parabola stretches the charts. And now you're at three and you're hitting new lows. And I know people say, oh, well, it's so, it's, it's so cheap that, uh, you know, there's something there. Price doesn't mean cheap. It could be single digits, and $3 stocks are more likely to go to zero than $30 stocks. So uh, it's hitting new lows right now. And, oh, by the way, Barbieheimer couldn't breathe life into this thing. Okay, so you had the biggest, two biggest hype movies in in years, dragging people out in 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 pink, and they couldn't move the needle on this antiquated business. So uh, I am not being vague. I know I'm not. Sell AMC, buy uranium with whatever money you have left, and we'll see if we can we can make something up. But things are working in uranium, and they're not in the movie business. Oh. 
And oh, by the way, there's a there's a, a strike going on, so nothing new's being made. You know, until what 2025? Goodbye. The the song is over again. Still. All right. That's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice memo like uh, Roger did. I love that. And we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio, and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager, Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. And we're back. And today we're talking about uranium. And I know I'm being as subtle as a two-by-four again, but the old Peter Lynch, you know, own what you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work a lot of the time, and it sure hasn't worked recently. You know, I know Disney really well. It's a great company, or was, and it's a lousy stock. Uranium, outside of Homer Simpson, no one pays attention to nuclear reactors and uranium. And so I, I like the fact that this oddball off the beaten path idea is coming to us and I hope it differentiates what we do here, what I do here, and uh, I hope you find it useful. So uh, I want to hear from you. Please let me know. Now it's time for the, the Stock Market Authority portfolio and I'm the masochist that says, okay, here's what I own and uh, I own, you know, we own, my wife and I, the S&P over here in the retirement plan and then we own this. And the goal of this is frankly, a grand experiment to make money every single year. So far, we're doing that. I think there's an interest for people that say, you know, somehow, some way, find a way to make money every year. With 2,000 plus ETFs, there's something that's going to work to to help us make money in, in up and down markets. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, I've done it thus far. We're up 2.64 times the hedge funds thus far. We've made money every year this far. I've got work to do this year. I'm very much aware of that, but I'm, uh, I'm busting my tails to do that. And um, so here we are right now. We're 20% in uranium. I think I mentioned that. Uh, we're 10% in Argentina. Uh, and this is another great example. If you read the, the headlines of Argentina, I mean, you wouldn't own this, this, this country, the Mercado Libres of the world, etc., in a million years. But the charts don't care about the fact that economists can't pick stocks. They can't. And certainly headline writers at news organizations can't pick stocks. So Argentina is up 20% plus since we bought it, and, and off it goes. Um, we are 30% in uh, AI, tech, 
robotics, uh, and that's going to be you know very interesting. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and we're ten uh, percent uh, in Bitcoin, and now thirty percent in cash. That's where we are right now. I've got no big losses there, and uh, I've got m- mainly green. And I'm going to uh, uh, watch uranium as we go forward to continue to make money. Um, uh, just very excited about about the, the now. I'm down 19% so far this year. I don't like it. Uh, I was up 6% plus last year. The market was down 20. I beat it by 26. And uh, the S&P is beating me now. So, yeah, I've got a chip on my shoulder. It makes me more than a little angry. Uh, but I'm going to follow my discipline and, and try to make money every year. And if you compound positive returns and don't have the, the uh, uh, precipitous declines that many of us suffer because we don't have a sell discipline, I want to be helpful with that with you. So uh, that's where we are. That's the stock market portfolio right now. Please stay tuned, especially over the course of, of uh, in the newsletter. And uh, I'll update you with, with changes and new things that I see happening. I go through 2,000 charts a month. I'm going to find new things to do. Uh, that's how we're invested on, I can't believe this, August 23rd. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, and this is a sort of a, a, a revisit, if you will. Uh, my son, Jack, no secret, works for UBS. And frankly, UBS was, was looked like it was going to come down and challenge that 200-day moving average. I closed below that. I was, I was, you know, poised to say, hey, you know what, lighten up, lighten up. Uh, you know, if you can politically and, 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 you know, 144s and all that kind of stuff. But this is what UBS has done. Okay, this this line here goes back to to fourteen fifteen at around twenty two dollars. We took it out, so it's the same sort of thing we talked about uh, uh, before. Everybody's making money at this point, so it is all you know. I, this is after in March, you know, as J C. Peretza said, I was promised a banking crisis. We didn't get a banking crisis. We got three banks that went under, and it, we march on. And so here's UBS taking out new highs on big volume. Let this ride. Um, uh, just it's the best bank chart out there. It's one of the best charts out there uh, hitting all-time highs. So um, uh, it's, it's coupled with, you know, again, I don't pay attention to the headlines uh, to drive me as much as I, I pay attention to the charts to give meaning to the headlines. So what happened? Uh, UBS sheds Swiss government aid for the Credit Suisse uh, takeover. It's in the show notes. And in essence, they bought Credit Suisse and the Swiss government said, and I'm sure uh, UBS asked for it, hey, we need $10 billion just in case we find some some real skeletons in these financial closets that, uh, that you know, you got to take care of. And they just said uh, last week, uh, with earnings coming up, you know what? We're good. We went through everything. We don't need your money. We're not going to pay you for the the uh, the credit lines, and and we're good to go. So uh, overnight, it became UBS bought Credit Suisse at a at a bargain price. The problems aren't as bad as anybody thinks, and I'm sure they wouldn't have said that to the the Swiss government if the earnings report was going to stink in a week or two. So now. 
They could be morons, and they could have done that, but I think that's highly unlikely. So uh, I think UBS is a force to be reckoned with, and uh, uh, you know, good for all the employees of UBS, especially Jack. So I love you very much. Now, um, this also goes... This is timely. This is NVIDIA, the next chart, and it's NVIDIA next to Cisco. And, uh, Chrissy, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Uh, and I'll go through this again. NVIDIA is reporting today, and everybody is apoplectic on the bull side or the bear side about uh, AI is going to take over the world more than uranium. See what I did there? Uh, and... Um, on the bear side, it's overvalued. The Chinese are double ordering. Uh, this is a semiconductor company, after all. I've been doing this for 25-plus years. I say that all the time, too. Uh, but here's the fact, okay? And I like facts because they're very stubborn things. NVIDIA, on Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, does not look like Cisco in 2000. It does not. Look at it. Look at the charts. You know, I know it's tough to see on the screen, perhaps, but NVIDIA is in a base. The volume is picking up on the updates. Cisco, by the way, went from 25 to 85 in one year in 1999, okay? Peaked out in, 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 um, uh, in the end of 99, and then it rolled over, and it took out the 200-day, and that was at around 60 bucks, and that was the first time to sell a third, and you could have gotten out around there, maybe between 60 and 50, before it descended for two years down to 12, okay? So that's when things break. This does not look like Cisco. This is not the, the uh, uh, tech mania of 99 yet. It will probably develop into that at some point in time. But these charts don't look the same. NVIDIA 2023 is not Cisco in 2000. It just isn't. And the folks that say, oh, I've been doing this forever. This reminds me of, of, of the, 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 the NASDAQ bubble. It doesn't yet. You might say it does, but we're not there yet. It doesn't look the same at all. So uh, this whole... Uh, I'm an armchair economist. I can read the butterfly wings going on in, in uh, 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 the Chinese property market and how that's going to ripple through into the income statement of NVIDIA. Uh, no. Now, I bring this up because this is this, this you know, yellowed uh, uh, chart here comes out of my library, one of the many books that I've read. I know how to sell. And the, uh, the, 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 the professors at the student managed investment funds and the MBA programs, they tell you how to analyze companies and how to buy. And they often, almost always, leave out how to sell. I know how to sell, and I'll teach you that. And so please share this with anybody you know that has a hard time selling, and that's most of you, and please come here. So please go to my website, uh, stockmarketauthority.com, sign up for the free newsletter, and fire your stocks at me so that you sell better than you have in the past. Those are my big takes for the week. Uh, and I always like to finish off after I go on my uranium, uranium rants and Cisco 2000 rants with some much-needed levity. Uh, this is Gary Goleman, one of my favorites. I've enjoyed him live. Mom and Dad, he's clean. 
Uh, and this is one of his best bits, in my opinion. JCC basketball star, Jewish Community Center. It is funny. Uh, it is clean. It's around four minutes. And uh, I think it'll brighten your day. That's it for today's show. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week, but we're going to have some fun. And uh, I really appreciate you being here. Go to stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. Uh, Please turn me on to students that are in student-managed investment funds. I will see you next week. I am Bakes. This is stockmarketauthority.com. God bless. See you soon. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.